Hello everyone and welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. I'm your host once again, Hunter Salazar. Today we're going to read an excerpt from the Infernal Vampire Handbook by D.H. Thorne. So it's called the Infernal Vampire Handbook by D.H. Thorne. T-H-O-R-N-E. I'll go ahead and put a picture of the book on the thumbnail, but... We are going to read the first story in this book that starts on page 6. So you get an idea of the activities of an infernal vampire. And it kind of overlaps with psychic vampires, even some sanguine. So I thought I might go ahead and read this story. So it is a cold, humid fall, uh, it is a cold, humid fall night as you walk purposefully across the parking lot. The club is just ahead, and already you can hear the steady, rhythmic, almost erotic thumping of goth and industrial music. The smell of clove cigarettes wafts into your nostrils as the door opens. You can feel the energy of the doorman. He knows you, so no ID or questions asked. Just a paper bracelet to fit on your wrist, marking you as old. Let's see what it says here. As an old enough... Uh, as old enough to drink. He leans in, and you let him put it on you. You inhale softly and discreetly as uh, he does so. Not because you care for his smell, but because it is like you are inhaling part of him. His energy, his being. You shake hands and go inside. Entry Entry fee waived because you're regular. You push through a throng of people you have never seen before. They are rudely stationed near the door, blocking the entrance. Clearly, these new people do not seem to know the etiquette of this small, intimate club. So you take up a position where you might get close enough to the bar to order a drink, and you say nothing. You simply gaze at the bartender, connecting with her receptive aura, and imagine whispering hello into her ear. She looks up and smiles, as she recognizes you, and she tells the crowd to make way. You order your drink, and tip well, as is your custom. You cleave through the smoky atmosphere, like a shadow, and move to the brass-colored barrier fence separating the dance floor from the elevated seating and walking areas. The sound, smells, music, fog machine, and strobe lights create a potent mix of sensory stimulus. A kind of white noise for every sense in your uh, in your body allowed uh, allowing you to drift. You exhale, you exhale a long comf- comforting sigh, and you imagine yourself moving through the dance floor from person to person, like a zephyr, or like one of the clouds of fog produced by the machine. One by one, you touch them taking from them the energy you desire. You come back into yourself, realizing you haven't breathed back in since the earlier sigh. You feel like you are literally inhaling yourself back into your body and sip your drink as you watch the young women in revealing fishnets. They sway in that almost lazy, undead, yet erotic and sassy way goth girls dance. You notice the hopeful... Swains approach a girl they fancy and try not to look too interested while inserting themselves into the 
girls dancing cute. You smile and admire the energy of the two homosexual men dancing with one another seductively. The energy of liberation and sinister lust is almost overpowering and enjoyable. As it is, you must get some air. You go outside into the, into the back courtyard of the club where the more intimate hangouts take place. Even in this cold weather, people are gathered around tables and talking about everything from politics to the esoteric, and of course, lust and drugs. Every conversation is stimulating, and you sit in silence and take them all in, dividing your attention between all, uh, between them all and keeping track of each conversation. You don't know how many people are capable of this, however, listening to two or three conversations at once is normal for you, and you don't miss much of the detail. You find yourself learning and feeling out each person, picking out people you would enjoy and those you would not, people with energy that makes you feel alive and those who would drain you. You pick out the ones with the most intelligence, the ones with the most energy and, and assertive personalities. You sip your drink and swirl the ice and connect with each. One of these people, and as you sip your drink, it is as if you are sipping a bit of their essence. At last, your friends arrive and find you in the back. By now, you, feel you are feeling re revived or no, no, revved up and ready for the main event. The energy you have already gained just by being here and skimming off the top has been wonderful. And you haven't even spoken to anybody or even danced yet. One of the people, one of the people your friends brought, in, brought is someone you hear is a, a willing donor for vampire otherkin. A vamp curious, they called them. Apparently they heard about you and can't wait to meet you. You single them out and start talking to them. You inhale them and read them and feel a connection right away. Arousal, nervousness. It doesn't take long before the conversation gets to the point. The erotic fetish of being fed upon by a real vampire is a fantasy they have and are a little shy because it's their first time. You should probably act like you give a shit about whether... They have been tested for STDs or not, but fuck it. Everyone <laughs> says you should do that, but almost nobody does. Besides, they smell good, they smell clean, their skin is clear, and you can read them in their eyes. They are attractive enough. They aren't some drug addict pervert. They are just some impressionable college co-ed. They are, they are a con consenting adult despite their apparent youthful innocence. They are a metaphorical virgin at this, a baby bat having to go at their first taste of freedom, revealing in their wild rebellion against the conservative norms of the decade. Maybe it's their first time at a club like this. Indeed, judging by their off-the-shelf, hot-topic, basic goth clothes and sloppy makeup, complete with cheap fo uh, fox leather, bondage choker that shapes and doesn't fit right. It's certainly their first time 
at a goth club like this. It doesn't take much coaxing. They're ready and like you and, tr and trust you enough to let you have what you crave. They ask if it will hurt, and you honestly tell them it will not be too bad, just a pinprick or two. They brought their own needle, and it's customary to let the donor do the honors whenever they feel most comfortable. They offer the back of their arm, which will be fine, but you don't like feeling the feeling of body hair in your mouth, so you suggest the back of their neck, just to, to the side in a safe place, of, of course. The arm will hurt less, but the neck is cleaner and more intimate. And intimacy is a huge part of, sanguinarian, of the sanguinarian feeling. At this suggestion, you can feel, smell, and see their subconscious psychological responses. You sense their body's subconscious tells that indicate increasing arousal that is building upon you already felt before. Their nostrils and, and irises flare. Their breath quickens, and in the cold air, their breath thickens as their body gets warmer with stimulation. Right before we continue on with the story, let's go get let's go ahead and get a word from our sponsor tonight. All right, everyone, we are back. So we're going to continue on page ten of the Infernal Vampire Handbook by D. H. Thorne. Their eyes flutter a bit, flickering nervously as if looking for escape, and their lips curve into a slight nervous smile. You feel their pulse quicken as you return the smile, pouring on the charm. Most people don't notice these little details, but you do. You are highly empathetic or empathic and notice small details like this. You know it's not so much how you look that has them feeling this way. Sure, they seem to be attracted to you, but really it's the thrill, the taboo, the sin, and your overwhelming aura. A trait you have crafted over some time to be seductive, mysterious, and powerful. Will you... Suck my blood out? Give me a hickey or something? They ask you nervously. No, not at all. I technically don't even have to put my mouth on you at all if you don't want. Just licking a bit of blood off your fingers, maybe a little physical contact is enough. You're a donor. It's up to you how far I take this with you. You say back, gazing into their inviting, innocent eyes intensely. You revel in the classic vampire power fantasy, and you can't help but feel your dominance over this person. You can't resist sending waves of hypnotic intensity at them, your eyes piercing them. You can feel the excitement and conflict. This situation is a potent aphrodisiac for both of you. They are incredibly turned on, a bonus which will make the energy so much more delicious. You desperately hope they will let you take it far enough to really get the rush you like so much. It's not even about sex for you, though you would certainly entertain the notion if offered. Unclasp me? They say as they turn their backs uh, to you, showing, uh, slightly showing you their neck. Do you want to? Uh, you know, lick or kiss my neck then, or... They ask nervously. Clearly, they want the full experience. Jokingly, you, you oblige in licking the back of their neck playfully. 
They taste clean and fresh, and they laugh and pretend to be shy. But you can feel their shudder in your hands. Out comes a needle, a safety pin they kept on their shirt. They ask if it's safe, and you offer your super strong, high-proof drink as a kind of alcohol disinfected, disinfectant. Uh, you don't know shit about whether it works, but you figure if you say seconds in the drink and uh, that the drink is strong enough to, uh, to be better than nothing. They admit they heard it's probably fine, and after the pin has been in the drink for about 20 to 30 seconds, they take it out and start poking the back of their neck with the pin where you showed them would be safest from the few times you did this before. No major blood vessels hidden there or anything that you know of. The pin could be a sharper could be sharper, so they must stick themselves a few times painfully to get the blood to flow. But once it does, they bleed quite freely. A crimson tear flows from the pinprick that sank deepest. You are already making that psychic connection. Your energy body is already merging with them. You can feel their excitement and erotic pleasure as their fetish fantasy becomes real. You hesitate, not wanting to be a brute. A vampire must always be invited after all, no? Go ahead, they say. Look back at you in a vulnerable way. You latch on, gently but firmly. You can feel their breathing and pulse clearly now. And you start timing your breathing to, to uh, mirror theirs. They breathe in, you breathe out. They breathe out, you breathe in. And when you breathe in, you breathe in more than just air. You breathe in with your energy body. You inhale their energy. You don't suck on the pinprick. That would be unsanitary and rude. Instead, you lick and nibble their neck below the pinprick. And as you taste their metallic blood, you feel the rush of their somewhat erotic arousal, and your body shivers and shudders as you make that connection. In a few seconds, it's over, and you are uh, satiated. The warmth is spreading. The tingling is everywhere. The warm chills delight you. You take off your coat, impervious to the frigid late fall night air. You feel like dancing now, making the young night blend to your immortal will. This new friend of yours is clearly smitten with you. Sex is always a great way to feed. Maybe they will let you take it to the next level. Maybe, maybe not. Right now, it doesn't matter. You are an awakened vampire, and this is what you feel, this is what makes you feel alive. You don't care if people don't get it. They say it's just a lifestyle. It's just a choice. And maybe that is all it is. But the energy you feel right now is real, and nobody can take this feeling and this night away from you. So that's the story in its entirety. Uh, I will admit that um, as far as taking energy from people, uh, when he was passing people or, or like briefly touching them or even focusing on them, I can do things like that. Um, I've never punctured somebody and then let blood draw down and then suck on it. So, you know, not sucking on the wound, like you said. Um, but I have noticed it's very easy for me to take energy from people. Though I, I honestly, I fell off from that practice because I don't agree with it ethically most of the time. If somebody steps on my toes and I get angry, when I say steps on my toes, it means that they're just being a douchebag. 
Um, it makes me angry. It might steal some of their energy. It's very easy to do so. Most people don't have protections. But it's not like I'm draining them of life force and they're going to die. They might just feel a little tired. Uh, when it comes to blood, I myself has always been curious about the whole process. Not necessarily you know, how to do it as far as like physically where to pierce and all that stuff or where like where you can get the blood from and all that but more how it feels um when you take in blood as a sanguine vampire um and you know where does where does vampirism end and energy work begin so you know energy vampires they a lot of a lot of us kind of stride you know stride the line and I say us because I, I've done these techniques quite a few times energy vampirism, but I, I the vast majority of the time that I've even done it has always been people leaving leaving behind energy in in a space like it wasn't going to go back to them they're just they're just constantly hemorrhaging energy uh, life force without even knowing it. Um, really, that's how you get closer and closer to death. You're just hemorrhaging all this energy. And whatever's left behind, I I have scooped up many times and, you know, gotten that high for a time. Uh, and that's honestly the most, the most ethical way to do it. If you're thinking about, you know, you don't want to take advantage of people, blah, 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 or take something from them that they don't want to give or they don't understand. Um, but yeah, so this, uh, this, this book, um, The Infernal Vampire Handbook by D.H. Thorne, I, I've... I've talked to D.H. Thorne before. He seems uh, seems like an okay guy. He's a little bit uh, combative. Uh, or not even combative, more like... Um, he He's very ready to disagree uh, in conversation. Not that that's a bad thing, necessarily. But I guess you can say very opinionated. Though he seems very easy to get along with. Um, but, you know, this book is something that I, I can see great potential in because just that story, uh, that's just the start. And then it goes into, um, you know, grimoire of techniques and rituals, different kinds of vampirism, um, <laughs> the way of the, of the uh, ghost bats. A lot of titles I've never heard before. Um, and this one, which is... Uh, packed embrace of Lilith. Uh, at the very least, even if you don't like all of these um, various references or, or practices, at the very least, I think that we can assure ourselves that he's sincere. And honestly, I do want to share more of this book with y'all. But uh, I just want to start out with the story and, uh, you know, kind of get dive into the book myself see which practices I'm okay with and maybe practice them and uh, see where this uh, see where this tome goes for me and my path. At any rate, thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to shoot me a uh, message on Messenger or friend me at uh, www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar, H-U-N-T-E-R period S-A-L-A-Z-A-R. And uh, I also... I'm more than willing to consult you about rituals and uh, do rituals for you. Um, I, I, I did a ritual for somebody today, and I'm willing to do that. I'd rather teach somebody how to do a ritual, um, but I don't charge much. Ten bucks for full consultation uh, between 10 to 45 minutes, depending on how much time we need. 
And uh, this ritual of healing I did tonight, I charged 20 bucks, and I was working with Saint Expedite and a lot of materials that, uh, uh, you know, cost money, but also the work involved, um, you know, has to be paid for. At any rate, uh, I hope this was interesting. I hope that you stick with the channel, and I hope to hear from all of you in the future. Y'all have a good one.